I'm not on social and I don't want to do social. Well, guess what? You don't have to. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. This episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're looking to work from the comfort of your own home or the beaches of Bali or your RV or wherever, this is the only training that prepares you to do the actual client work and work in a role of a digital marketing assistant, a real job title. In this 12-week program, you'll set up your business, which is what most VA courses teach you anyway, and you'll also learn how to do the freelance marketing work that clients expect you to know. You'll get detailed training modules on email marketing, blogging, SEO, funnels, social media, affiliate management, and a brand new module about using and managing AI tools. We'll have weekly Q&As, office review hours for your portfolios, and for your marketing assets. We'll have guest speakers to talk about confidence, discovery calls, and pricing. Plus, we're sharing job leads, yes, so you could very easily take on clients before you finish the program. And you'll also get three months inside the Digital Marketers Workgroup, our community of freelance marketers and VAs. It'll be a safe community to help hold your hand as you get started in this business. Mentorship, networking, and an obscene amount of support, we have it all inside UDMA School. No one is going to hold your hand as a freelancer. Clients expect you to know what you're doing and take control, and this is where you can step in with a real job title and ditch the admin VA world and work as a higher paid, highly prized marketing assistant. Go to UDMA School to get on the wait list or enroll when the card opens on October 17th. I'll see you inside. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. I'm a mom of four, a military spouse, and I have fallen into this work and it has changed my life. So if you're new to me, I'm all about helping women get started in this online space and be able to create a work from home career that gives all the freedom that they need to be able to have a good work-life balance, be a mom first, have passions, have hobbies, prioritize relationships and their health and perform meaningful, challenging work that lights up our brains. I don't know about you, but I've been in some crappy jobs where I was not satisfied, and job satisfaction is everything. And I believe you can do what you love and get paid to do it. I talk a lot about the ikigai, which is a Japanese meaning for life, your purpose in life. And there's a Venn diagram that explains it perfectly. Being able to combine your passions and what you're good at with what the world needs and what the world is willing to pay for creates a sweet spot. And that's where I want your freelance business. And I'm here to take you step-by-step and gain the clarity, gain the experience to figure that out. You know, if you're not happy in your job, you know, if you're not being fully utilized, you know, when you are not getting paid enough, like listen to that little voice inside you. And if something is lighting you up, and you know you can achieve more if you're tired of that ceiling cap like I was as a military spouse who was always starting over, you can create a different path. And it doesn't happen overnight. Not going to sugarcoat it. You don't get to charge $75 right out the gate. You know, clients don't just fall into your lap when you're brand new. Like it does take work, but the payoff is worth it. Somebody was just asking me about my job and I'm like, listen, 
multi six figures. I have four children. I get to work during school hours. I get to be a part of businesses that I'm passionate about. And I get to do work where I feel effing good. I just never got satisfaction out of A, cleaning my own toilets and keeping a tiny house. I love taking my kids places and being a good mom, but I also need something tangible and something like deeper for my brain to do. I've never just been happy sitting around. I'm fully capable of relaxing, going to the beach, chilling out, but I also need to be productive. I just have this drive. So if that's you, you found the right podcast and you might've found the right gateway into working in the online space because it's a crazy wild west world out there with so many opportunities. Work work just is exploding right now. There's so many remote possibilities and there's so many different forks of this path that you could branch out to. And it's really exciting to see some of my unicorns and work group members who started with me almost three years ago, finding their sweet spot and doing different things. Like Natasha, who is on the podcast, is now working with one client and they just offered her a full-time employee spot, which is perfect for her. She's earning over $50 an hour. She's getting unbelievable benefits and she's getting to work with one client doing something she loves, which ended up being systems and processes. And she started out as a lunch manager and helping webinar support, like a fitness instructor online. And it's just crazy how this works out. We also have Brittany Barber, who was on the show a while ago. She was a MOPS volunteer, elementary education major and PR degrees, and had three kids. And she ended up finding her dream client, working 20 hours a week. And this dream client is her dream client because they teach STEM courses. And that's exactly what her background was in with elementary education and her work as a teacher. And she's also able to combine her PR degree knowledge being able to write an assistant business, she's actually found her sweet spot as an online business manager. She started off doing the content marketing that we talk about in UDMA school, being involved in launches and creating courses, and it's just taken off from there. There are so many different paths. One thing I get a lot from people is they see the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School and they'll tell me, but I don't want to do social media on so many different facets. I think what happens is, A, we either don't want to be on social all the time, which I don't blame you, or B, we don't want to have to promote ourselves on social and look ridiculous and feel like we have to constantly be that influencer level who's posting multiple reels every day. And the good news is, And none of that has to happen for you to find meaningful work and be able to be a successful independent contractor offering digital services. And you don't have to do social for work and you don't have to do social as promotion. I just want you to like let that go. It's not true. I, first of all, walking proof. I didn't even start Instagram until 2019 and I was booked out with clients all I could do, all the work I could possibly handle up until that point. Never had to do a website either, never had to do social. Now, here's what I will say. If you want to offer social media, I have a couple good podcasts that you can go back and start listening to. We just had the content marketing series over the summer, dive in with some of those experts. We have lots of episodes from other freelancers who offer social media services, and you can learn from them. Social media marketing is one little aspect, one little niche in this online world. There is so much out there and so much you could be helping with. Okay, so let's talk about all of this. First of all, relieve your anxiety that this is required. Go back and listen to any single one of my podcasts and you will hear 
from students, from unicorns who barely posted anything, didn't have anything set up and already had clients before the end of their session inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. And that's because we're sharing jobs as well, but it's also because your network immediately expands and we teach you what to say to be able to get clients on your own. And it has nothing to do with lip syncing. So I talked about this a little bit on the podcast last week about clients and where you actually get them. And we talked about some of those traps that we get into thinking like, who would want to hire us? We don't have enough experience. We have to be specialized. And all of that is not true because of what I said about what clients are really looking for, right? Social can actually be a huge waste of time when you're first starting out because it requires so much effort to grow a legit, engaged, organic audience and produce the content that it takes to do that. I mean, it's getting insane and AI is making it even crazier. Like just to be able to like catch up to the people who started Instagram back in 2016, it is horrible. It's horrible. And it's just not worth your time because here's the thing. Your initial clients are not going to find you from Instagram. I don't know one dream client who's on Instagram Googling and searching and hiring from there, right? They actually find you a different way. And I'll talk about that in a second. I always look at social as like the sprinkles, the sprinkles on the Sunday. It's nice to have, but it is not necessary, even in my own business. Now, I know I'm playing a big social media game. That's because I'm having fun. And the business I have now is different now that I'm also doing this very visible course creator and VA coach part of my business, right? I still do the client work. I am like working with an ads client now. I'm helping a client launch right now. I still have a Pinterest retainer client, but this part of my business is requiring me to step up in a different visible way. So don't compare apples to apples right now because this business where I'm showing up is not the same. There's also a little extra pressure on me to show that I know what I'm doing, right? Because I am a marketer and I get that. And you might feel that too, but take that pressure off your shoulders because unless you're offering social media services, you really don't need to have it all perfect. Social is the sprinkles and it's just extra. When I was going through all of my UTM links, all of my conversions, more people converted into my own school from email, not social. And I did use UTM links in some of my social and it was mainly from email. You can track that shit (laughs) and you can know. You can know what email actually converts. And don't worry, we teach you how to do that. Ange Quinn comes in and teaches you all about data and using UTM links in your your client's business so you can help them track their marketing. So I got you on that skill, but it's so insightful. So many of our clients put this pressure to do social and it really, really is not it. And we cannot compare ourselves to these Instagram experts who are blowing up just because they share, you know, viral hooks and audio. Like it's not the same business. So let go of that comparison trap. And somebody who started a while ago is going to be in a different place. They just are. Algorithms favor things differently. One of my clients started Facebook back when if you did a Facebook Live, like they would just like show it to everybody in the feed. And her business blew up and she built her whole business based on Facebook Lives. Well, guess what doesn't work anymore? Even IG Lives, like they're just not as popular. And that's just like the sign of the times. So what I do recommend when it comes to your social is doing the bare minimum, saving your handle, maybe doing a nine grid. That's just having like a bare, like three by three, nine different posts. So it's just static. It's clean. Think of it as a resume reference page. 
a potential client is looking at you, they are Googling you, they've already booked a call, and then now they go check you out to make sure you're authentic. Or somebody dropped your name and they're gonna go check you out to make sure you're authentic. They're gonna see a basic Instagram profile, a basic Facebook page, that's going to have clear calls to actions to book a call with you, to check out your services guide, to check out your portfolio. And they're going to see she knows what she's doing. Her Instagram doesn't look shitty. Her graphics look decent. Her top pin poster leading me to her services and her story. I know a little bit about her. And that's all. You don't need to be posting reels every day. They just use it as a reference. You also want it out there just so somebody could share it. A lot of times I just share Instagram profiles. Oh, you need a tech specialist who knows ConvertKit? Meet Stephanie Sloan. Here you go. Here's her Instagram profile. She's one of my work group members. It's easy because I'm lazy and that's just what people are doing anyway. Your clients are not looking on social. They're getting referrals, word of mouth referrals, especially the good clients. We, we teach them. I teach them in every one of my speaking gigs to start within their own network. Ask their business peers who they work with and talk to people who are already following them and ask, who do you work with? And they're using this word of mouth referral network that is why your network matters so much. But like, that's another episode at another time. You know, SEO is a long-term game. You don't have to do that right away. And that's also why, you know, a one-page website is great. You can host it on Canva, just have something up there. You could use Lincoln Tree or Stand With Me or whatever those Instagram bio link builders are, you can use that. You don't need even a full-fledged website. Also another topic for another day. If you think if I'm not on social, I won't get clients, it's not right. You have to have the minimum viable presence, right? And you actually need to be doing other things to be getting clients. And there's better places to get them. The fastest way is to build connections with hiring managers like Amy Edge, who was in our work group teaching people how to stand out. She comes to our work group all of the time and comes to me all the time to hire clients, to hire freelancers for her top tier clients. Local businesses, another really great place to start. Everyone local is needing marketing help and they're not in a position to bring on large agencies. They don't want to hire 25 million different people for their team. That's something you could easily pick up and help them. Networking with your sister service providers. We all have an overflow of clients. We have work that we're starting to shed, especially if we've been doing this a few years. Clients we're starting to pass on. We're gaining clarity. Our prices are increasing. So if you can have good relationships with other service providers, they will refer you. They'll put you in that secret underground network. So when client A asks their peer who works in their business and they tell them, oh, I have Janelle inside, but Janelle's book, but Janelle might know somebody. That's what's happening. And Janelle can refer you. So you have to be in the networks that are posting and sharing jobs. Yeah, Fiverr, Upwork, it's hard, it's competitive. You're becoming a commodity over there. You're getting a lot of clients who are looking for like fast, cheap labor. It's not always the best place to compete. It's hard. It could still work. (laughs) But I'd much rather have you developing relationships and longer term relationships that will benefit you instead of these like one night stand up work Fiverr people who are very difficult and will go with the lowest bid every time. And then Fiverr takes a portion of your profit, which sucks. Okay. So clients don't enjoy this hiring process either. Just know that. Like they don't want to do that. And so if they can be lazy and say, who do you know? That's great. I think the social media game, it looks like it's working. We see service providers on there, but trust me, they're not getting work from that. 
It's really a reference tool more than anything. So let that go. Do the bare minimum. (laughs) Don't kill yourself creating reels that no one's watching right now anyway, right? Hey, pause for one second. If you've been wondering how to charge top dollar for your VA work and really contribute to your family, aka make your business worth taking the time away from them, if you want the ultimate freedom and flexibility of saying how and when you work, and you want to know how to land dream clients and go from four to five figure months without adding on a ton more hours and maxing out your capacity, then grab your seat in my upcoming webinar how to get better quality clients, and make more money as a virtual assistant. It's happening live October 17th. That's a Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, but it's only happening once. So make sure you register with the link below or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash more money. This training will give you the secrets to showing up as an expert, commanding higher rates that don't require you to work longer, harder, faster, and earlier to make ends meet. Register now and I'll see you there. Here's the other thing about social. You don't even have to offer it as a service. You don't have to. There are so many other services you can do related to marketing. If you're not having fun on social right now for yourself, if it's not natural to you, you don't have to do it. It can be a great gateway for people to get their foot in the door, especially as a social media assistant where they're posting and they're researching hashtags and they're doing some of the background legwork, but maybe not actually the strategy. Great place to start because everyone needs help posting and repurposing. But you don't have to do that. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, the task that we do is so much more than social. In fact, social is module six. Before that, we go through email marketing, we go through funnels, we go through website updates, blogging, and SEO. There are so many other services you can offer other than social when it comes to their own client fulfillment and delivering. Maybe they have a group coaching program. Of course, they need help delivering those products. Affiliate marketing, that's also module eight. Like That's a whole different realm that doesn't involve that, but could feed into someone who offers social, and you can just pass the buck, pass the baton, let someone else do it. I mean, you can offer project management services, inbox calendar, all of that, booking speakers, community engagement. When it comes to marketing, you can help build landing pages and sales pages. You can make website tweaks. You can build entire funnels. You can do graphic design. You can do video editing and then pass that shit on to the social media manager. Oh, and there's also Facebook ads. It's kind of related to social, but not so much. But you need to know social in order to do some of this stuff, because if you are passing the baton on to another teammate or back to your client, you do need to understand the strategy, what's happening, what clients are trying to do. You'll also be their therapist, kind of repeating what I said here, like the social is not the end all be all. There are other ways to get clients. Personal outreach is the best. One-on-one connections, launch events, all of that. But social is a tiny little portion of that. One of our students, Carrie, she started out with social because that was the job that was available. And guess what? She's not doing it anymore. She very quickly got out of it, and but it got her foot in the door. It got her in bed with some good clients, and then she was able to really hone into her ikigai, move to her sweet spot, and shed the tasks that she wasn't good at. And I think doing a little bit of social to get started is kind of a rite of passage, Social is hard for clients because they're real picky about their voice. And that's why Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is not a social media manager school. It sets you up to understand strategies, be able to complement that, to be able to go that path if that's what you want, but it's not the end all be all. So let that go. Some of the work that I've really enjoyed over time is helping my clients launch 
when they do launch events, supporting their live webinars, and then helping them build out their courses. And you don't need a course to help them do that. Once you understand marketing and online business, like you can think through that. You can upload stuff to Kajabi or Teachable or Karcha. You can help your clients create digital products and sell them once you understand marketing foundations. Now, the higher paying big fish clients do not find you on social ever. In fact, most of them aren't even doing their own social. That is like probably the biggest myth of all. They're going to find you based on referrals. You do not need to spend time posting on social thinking that's where the high-level clients are. Sending cold DMs, like don't worry, you don't have to do that. Oh my gosh, I used to be in an MLM. I used to sell for Mary Kay and Rodan and Fields. I like skincare. Always had acne. I like to take care of my skin. I like makeup. I also don't like makeup some days. <laughs> no problem not wearing it. But I looked back at some of the DMs I sent that are still like floating in my Facebook Messenger and I'm freaking embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed I sent those cold DMs to like distant cousins and old high school friends. I'm like, what the hell? Like, not my thing. You do not need to cold DM anyone once you're a DMA. Okay, in our next episode on the podcast, we'll go more into finding clients and some of those acquisition tactics, but I just want you to know you don't have to do that. And why is this all coming up? Because we have this fear, truly, we all have this fear of being judged when we have to put ourselves out there. And here's the thing, we will be judged, and a lot of us are projecting that because we are judgy, right? (laughs) So maybe you stop judging people and thinking those things and instead turn it into like, wow, I'm proud of what she's doing. Look at her putting herself out there and don't come from a place of jealousy and judgment anymore. Applaud people in your head and change that negative voice that is judging. But the reason we're scared is that fear of being judged and a fear of rejection deep down. But if you can stay true to why you're doing what you're doing, why you're building a business, and remember the end goal, put your clients and your mission above your own personal fears, you can be successful at that. You are going to need to show your face. You cannot just slap up some stock photos as a virtual assistant. By the way, it feels like 80% of the VAs are doing that. So if you can just step up and get a couple good photos, like you're going to be in the clear. If you can show your eyeballs and your humanness. <laughs> you'll be golden. And here's the thing. I was scared to do this. You're talking to the only girl in the broadcast program who did not want to be in front of the camera. I went to the University of Oklahoma. I did broadcast journalism and electronic media. Every single person with me wanted to be a TV news reporter or a weather person. They all wanted to be in front of the camera. Even one girl ended up being in the movies. And I had zero desire. I wanted to be the director that told those people what to do. And so I was happy as a clam working in Jennifer Allwood's business, helping Wendy Batten launch her courses, um, helping Tracy Bellion blow up her blog and her Pinterest with her furniture painting. I love being behind the scenes and doing that. And then when I realized, I kept like avoiding this. I didn't start my social. I hadn't taken photos. Like I barely told people what I did because I was kind of embarrassed. I've, I've done a lot of things. I've been an Etsy shop owner. I had a t-shirt business. I've done those MLMs. I was kind of embarrassed. Like, oh my God, Emily's doing something new. What a flaky flake. I've just had this limiting belief as a military spouse with this resume that changes every 18 months. It looks like I can't commit when in fact, I'm just getting orders to move. Takes a while to start a job. By the time you start, 
it's like, okay, six months in, now we have 18 months left, and then I'm moving. And it looks like I can't keep a job. It looks like I'm disloyal. It looks like I don't care. And I think that I was scared when it came to the online space because I had dabbled and tried things. I was really scared to put myself out there. In fact, my very first Facebook Live I did for this course side of my business, I had a, a glass of wine. I put on a clay face mask and I did my live like hiding, but yet visible. Like what a more, like <laughs> what was going through my head? I was freaking scared. But the reason for doing it, I was like, man, I can help so many more women. I am drowning in jobs and I don't know enough good people to pass this work on to. How can I create more people? How can I help Laura with her engineering degree who wants to work during school hours, who is also a overeducated, bored military spouse who can't get a job here in Miami because she doesn't speak fluent Spanish? How can I help her find meaningful work? And I'm like, I can do it for Laura. I can do it for Natasha. I can do it for Claudia. And that's what I did. And I put myself out there. And guess what? It gets easier. Like, it's so much easier. Look at me. I said I would never do a podcast. Like, listen to me. But here's a fact. I know what I'm doing when it comes to marketing. And I remember when I was working for Jennifer Allwood, having this distinct thought, like, I could never do this. I could never grow an audience like her and have, like, fangirls like her because I'm not her. I'm not her. She's an amazing woman with her own take, her own opinions, her own voice, and that's not me. And so whenever you can just stay true to yourself and your reason for doing it and show up authentically, it will not feel gross. Okay, there's some reels I've done where I'm like, oh, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> Whatever. Marketing is experimentation. It's playing. It's having fun. And you can always delete it. I deleted that Facebook Live with my mask. I wish I didn't. Even Amy Porterfield talks about that story. Because it's a big thing that holds people back. And you know what will make you feel better? If you do get good photos. When I finally paid a photographer in my local area to take some photos of me, I like barely did my hair and makeup. I didn't plan out my outfits. We just went in front of those colorful murals downtown Hyattsville. And I paid her less than $200. And it was amazing because it blew up my confidence. And I started showing up on Instagram so much better because I don't like selfies. Freaking hate them. I hate them. And I try to just like snap something and move on and get stuck in perfectionism. But like we are our own worst critic. When you own a business, you are opening yourself. You are putting yourself out there. You are going to have clients who aren't happy. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to have to keep holding your head up and moving forward anyway. And you're going to have to believe so fiercely and intensely on what you're doing and why you're doing it that that will keep you staying true. Jennifer used to say this all the time in her Facebook lives, and I'm going to steal it. You can be the juiciest peach and someone will not like peaches. We will not be for everyone. And that is okay because marketing is all about learning about who your target audience is, what your values are, what you stand for, and who you work well with. And then you narrow it down. You just keep narrowing it down. You can't be for everybody. That's insane. And that's probably the worst level of being a people pleaser. And marketing 101 Maybe marketing 102, I don't know, is this blue ocean strategy. You have to stand out by being different. And you have to do that. Otherwise, you are in the most competitive red ocean that's shark infested where everybody is doing the same thing, eating the same thing, and it's just too competitive. You won't survive. You create your own blue ocean the second you stand up as yourself, combining skills in a unique way that no one else is doing, and letting your personality freak flag fly. In the best ways, like some of that we do need to hide, <laughs> like some of the oversharing and ever. 
And that's how you will stand out. That's how my business is blown up when I got bolder about what I stand for and what I stand against. And you have to do that too. And you will be judged. Can't be for everybody. Okay, I hope this episode let you off the hook a little bit when it comes to feeling this pressure of social media. Your clients are not going to find you there. That's not the reason they're going to work with you. They're not going to be judging you based on your follower count. They're not going to be judging you based on your portraits and your reels, right? Unless you're offering that service, you do not need to go all in with it. And the deeper thing here is when you're an independent contractor, you are hired as an expert, you get to decide your services. It goes in your contract. You agree to it ahead of time. And if it's not something you don't want to do, you don't do it. You gain clarity. You shed the tasks you don't like. You let them go. You let them hire somebody else to do that. And you say it in a way that sets them up for success. Listen, I really care about your business. This is not my wheelhouse. You'll do better to get someone who is a social media expert or whatever expert you need. Like you don't have to take on like coding a website if you've never done that. Oh my God, that'll take you like hours and days and weeks if you're trying to solve something that like a seasoned expert could do in like two seconds. So don't put that pressure on yourself. The number one reason clients will hire you is for who you are. They want people on their team who they enjoy. They don't want to go through this hiring process. They want somebody who has the soft skills to really make this successful. Okay, you can gain the hard skills in the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. We'll give you just enough knowledge about social media and you'll be golden. And then you can successfully dodge that. <laughs> I will also hand over the clients who are looking for marketing assistance and you can find those first clients without having to have that perfect Instagram grid with all the right filters, right? You, you won't have to do that. And who knows, you might grow to love social media like I have for my own business. Okay, if you haven't signed up for how to become a virtual assistant info session, that is happening September 20th. It's live. We're going over the lay of the land of the virtual assistant world, giving you different niches, different options, what you need to spend your time and money on now, which you can absolutely skip or do later. And we're going to bust through some of the biggest myths when it comes to the VA world, like things people are teaching you that just aren't true. And it'll help you Really decide if this is the path you want and what kind of virtual assistant you should be. I'll be having another webinar later in October just to perk your ears up a little bit. It's how to get better clients and charge more as a virtual assistant, and that's coming up soon. Registration page isn't ready, but look out for that. That will be your next step. So sign up. The registration link is in the show notes. If this podcast was helpful at all to you, if you let go of the pressure of social Will you DM me or will you hit a reply and let me know? If you want to share on social and tag me, that's cool. I'm not going to expect it. But like Instagram is really more of our lateral peer network. I use it as inbox. I use it to answer questions. Like you can do the same. It does not have to be this thing where you feel like you're growing your own affiliate marketing audience and this huge massive audience to be a content creator or influencer. If that's not you, that's okay. I might have maybe one person in my program who is trying to do that. And you know what? It might come later. You might decide later, I wish I would have. At least I would have started. I know I did that. I wish I at least would have started to build an audience sooner because I didn't know I was going to do this. But at least get the bare minimum out there, okay? I'll see you next week. We have a really good episode coming up about uh, booking clients, finding clients, especially when you're new. I'll see you next week. 
If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Hold on. I lost like all my notes. All of them. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm nuts. I'm nuts. How many tabs do I have to have open right now? Close, close, Canva, close, random open tab, close, clients hours, close, chat GBT, close, my quiz, close, inbox one, close, inbox two, close, (laughs) my God, I'm on the wrong tab, I just have a feeling. Okay, my dog just came in here, but like we're our own worst, we are our own worst critic.